Welcome back to the Healthy Business Podcast. Once again, I'd like to thank Dr. Dominic Berardi for coming on to the uh, previous interview. Great storyteller, uh, did a great job. Um, Dr. Berardi, by the way, works in an office that was once owned by North Forest Office Space, which is up next because the rent is due. And uh, I'm curious as to how many of the 670 small business clients that North Forest Office Space has, does Dave Merrill, the president at North Forest, think that uh, is going to pay this month? So uh, next up, we're going to have Dave Merrill, president. Um, just so you know, about 10 years ago, that was my last career job. I was the CFO at North Forest Office Space. And uh, I know uh, from experience that uh, it's a great company uh, that follows their values. They really care about their clients. And you're going to hear that in this next interview with uh, Dave Merrill. And uh, I had a lot of uh, very good memories, a lot of good people. Um, and in fact, uh, not only were there great memories, uh, but uh, a very memorable, in fact, the best jingle about office space in the world. And believe me, you never forget it. Check this out. The path to your office space made simple. North Forest. North Forest Office Space. Professional Office Space. Medical Office Space. Dental Office Space. The path to your office space made simple. North Forest. North Forest Office Space. Next up, Dave Merrill, President, North Forest Office Space. Okay, I'm here with the President of North Forest Office Space, David Merrill. Dave, thanks for coming. Uh, can you uh, just tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, tell us a little bit more about North Forest Office Space? Sure, Cohen. Thanks. Uh, um, been, uh, been with North Forest for, uh, since 2008, I actually joined them back in the, uh, the last recession, uh, a little bit different, uh, type of recession, but a pretty, pretty impactful one, of course, back then as well. Um, and, uh, prior to, prior to that, I was, uh, the vice president of administration at, uh, Perry's Ice Cream. Uh, and before that really began my career at, uh, uh, as a HR professional. So, um, a little bit that I guess enough about me in terms of our, our business. We are a uh, office developer and landlord of uh, innovative office space. We operate uh, and have properties in Buffalo, New York, Rochester, Denver, Colorado, Austin, Texas, Dallas, uh, Dallas, uh, the Dallas, Texas area as well. And um, been in you know, a family-owned business. Uh, I, uh, a uh, little bit of a jewel uh, in Western New York that not a lot of people know about, but uh, a pretty successful uh, family business that, that really originated back in 1982, and uh, the model has grown uh, successfully every year since, uh, since uh, really since inception, and, and uh, pretty proud of uh, what what we have. And our 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 business serves some all other small businesses. Most of our tenants are around uh, average around 1,800 square feet. Um, not a lot of tenants or customers beyond, you know, five, 6,000. It's just not our, it's not where our sweet spot is. So we tend to think of ourselves as pretty much, ex, you know, uh, somewhat experts in, in what's happening in small businesses in America. Small sampling, of course, but 
Uh, we have about 670 customers. So we have a pretty good idea what, what's going on out there with, with small professional businesses like dentists, doctors, uh, financial planners, insurance agencies, accountants, stuff like that. All small little, uh, small little shops. Um, but we're, well, so we, that's, that's who we serve. Excellent. Thank you. Um, Pre-corona, how many employees did North Forest Office Space have? And, and did you have to make any adjustments since then? Sure. Yeah, we, um, we have uh, about 50 employees. We probably peaked right around 48, 49, maybe 50 uh, pre-corona as we were, uh, our, our mission has been to really scale the company. And uh, we we're about to embark on a, another market uh, in Fort Worth. And uh, based on, uh, so based on the, the, the virus and the pandemic and, and all the financial uncertainty that it's created, uh, we did pull back and put a lot of things on hold just to assess. You know, we were a heavily capital uh, um, business, and uh, we just couldn't take that chance of putting a whole bunch of capital out there at risk. So, so as a result, we kind of pulled back, assessed uh, some of our construction and development, and some of our some of our talented construction team members. We just said, "Look, we're, we're, we don't expect to be um, in the construction uh, development business for for quite some time." So. Unfortunately, we had to make a, the agonizing decision of of, uh, of letting a, a few people go uh, a couple of weeks ago or two weeks ago. Yeah, that must have been hard. I know you guys are a, a very tight-knit group. You follow your values, and I'm sure that must have been very difficult, especially with all the growth and scaling that you've yeah. you've done. Key key team members we loved and that uh, made a difference, really brought us to that next level, and uh, but they were focused heavily on construction. Also, uh, a few, few of our corporate operation uh, uh, folks also were impacted, but they were also part of the support of the, the development business. So nothing would make us happier in, in terms of being able to get them back uh, once we get some clarity on when would we move from suspending our development and construction business to restarting that. But as we told them, we, we just don't know. And, and, and they were all good. They Hopefully we treated them well uh, enough um, and, um, and they, they tend to understand like, hey, no one can see the future. We understand that, you know, so yeah, uh, yeah. it was hard. It was very hard. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Still now, n- number of tenants, what the total number of tenants that you have, how many do you have about? Uh, about uh, 670. And that's 670 small businesses, essentially. Pretty much. There might be a few national customers that rent, you know. Uh, satellite tip office, but mo- by and large, most of them are all small business owners. So like you said, you kind of get a, at least a little taste of what's really going on yeah. in the, in the small business world. So what right now, what is going on? Do yeah. you think, you know, um, many of them, you know, one of the, the, the challenges, well, first, many of them are not well capitalized. Uh, as you can imagine, they're, they're running, you know, tight operations and, you know, they, they have, uh, you know, uh, living, you know, month to month and paying their bills, not all of them. Um, so they're fighting for the, they're fighting for their livelihood. And, and we see that we, we are engaged with, I would say probably a third of them, uh, just through the last months as they were, um, you know, interacting with us and, uh, and we're seeing signs of them just fighting every day to, to keep their business going. Cause that's their livelihood. That's how they get, that's how they make money and put food on their table and pay their mortgages and stuff like that. So. Uh, so there's a lot of resiliency, but uh, they need to get back to work. They need revenue. They need they, they need to be able to because many of them are customer facing type uh, businesses, dentists or doctors, and 
you, you know, you name it, that uh, they need they need that customer interaction. So um, they're working hard trying to find the money through the government programs. Some are frustrated because they're not, you know, you know they're running up against the, you know, their, you know, uh, dead ends. Um, now that it looks like the next phase has been um, uh, refunded uh, in terms of the the stimulus, uh, the, the PPP. The PPP. Yeah. So there's there's hope, hopefully, for them that they, where they got boxed out, that they'll be able to get that. And and you know, there there's a, you know, I don't get the impression that these are folks that are taking that money and putting their pocket. They're taking their money and trying to keep their business going because they want to be able to make a living when this, you know, at least returns to a new normal. So yeah. it's yeah. pretty impressive seeing that. And uh, that's a sample of, you know, 30% right now of our customers. Uh, but I would say it's pretty representative that they're all doing the same thing, really fighting hard to, to keep things, keep things going. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the uh, you, you had mentioned the 30%. So when April rolled around and, and essentially the rent was due, uh, are you saying that 30% in some form were struggling with paying the rent? Um, no, just more or less communicating with us uh, in terms of, and you know, every, every situation is, you know, a little bit different, but, uh, but, but engaged in talking to us and, you know, us trying to understand where, where they're at. And obviously we have financial obligations too. And uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy on them. It's not easy on us <laughs> by any means. Yeah. yeah. It's not a fun spot for anybody to be in, but, uh, but we see, most important for us, we see them, they're out there fighting, uh, which says, hey, you know, we're, you know, that that's a sign that they're not just closing their shop and, and, and folding their hand, you know, folding their cards and they're out there, which would suggest hopefully if they get through that they'll will remain a customer of ours, hopefully uh, in, the, in the long term. Yeah, yeah. So uh, from that group of 670, do you have any idea the percentage that might have uh of taking advantage of uh, PPP. And I'm sure you're probably glad that there is that out there because that certainly would help someone like I, North Forest. No, it's a good question, but I don't know the answer, but we, part of our engagement process with our customers asking those questions. So, but that's just information that's still kind of flowing through and, and some are in the, Hey, I did receive it. I want to pay, you know, I, I'm looking to, again, I want to get my rent paid. Some are, I'm still waiting. I'm still fighting. But uh, I don't have that number yet. Um, but it's it's more than a handful. I know that. But that is data that we'll have in the in the weeks ahead, probably for sure. Yeah. Speaking of that, I, May is not that far away. Uh, what's what do you think is the expectation there? Do you? Yeah, that May is going to be tough because so many of them were shut down uh, in the months of April. Certainly in uh, in New York State. Uh, as non-essential businesses and, you know, in Texas and Colorado, they had very similar stay home type, uh, you know, uh, mandates. So in March, many businesses were operating to a certain extent uh, you know, they may have got cut off at mid-March. So that's, it's a, just a different animal that we're bracing ourselves for, uh, given that, um, you know, many of them were, had their doors, you know, you could drive by in the office parks and see the signs on the door, you know, due to COVID-19 you know, our office is closed, you know? Yeah. And, um, so we, uh, you know, it's, it's, we're bracing ourselves for, uh, for a little tougher, uh, you know, a, a, a tougher response or, or, or I guess, a um, uh, a different, it may, may not be indicative, but to, uh, what April was. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And that's uh, I'm sure across America, you know, for sure. Uh, retailers sure. and restaurants and all those things that got, that got cut off at, uh, you know, mid, mid, mid month in March. 
Yeah. So how, how are you handling the, uh, the customers that um, are not paying in during the yeah, Corona crisis? Well, the ones were, we love the ones that are talking to us uh, and uh, there's plenty of those that we, you know, there are, there are other really businesses as well that are, Hey, they're paying the rents and because, you know, I, they're, they're making, they're, they're just doing their normal thing. And we, we really you know, are thankful uh, to them. And, um, and then, you know, we're just, uh, we've developed a way to, to scale, to, you know, to interact with our customers uh, through a, uh, we created a customer engagement team basically with the idea that we're going to have to, really triage this as much as possible and, and collect information and data so we can assess, you know, what our position is in, in, in terms of with our financial institutions and stuff. So, um, so it's pretty neat uh, that we've been able to, to do that because not, it's not easy interacting with 660, you know, 670 customers, you can imagine. Right. Um, and but don't, I don't want to give you the impression too, that we're having, we're having conversations with every one of them because that's not the case. Um, but uh, that, that may increase, you know, next month. Uh, based on what, because of what happened uh, in April, Tony. So the, the advice that you're, you're giving there is that it, you, you prefer to work, even if a customer can't pay, you prefer somebody to at least communicate with you. Yeah, communication is key. And you'll always hear that, whether you're dealing with your own financial institutions and uh, it's right, talking to us. And uh, because an engaged customer, you know, is a lot easier to, to work with than someone we're trying to track down. And that isn't responding to phone calls. We want them to survive. We want them to, to get through this as well. Uh, we are partners in that. Uh, so that is, uh, you know, our interests are the same uh, in terms of we want them to survive. Uh, they want us to, to survive kind of, you know, and um, we provide a really good environment for small businesses to thrive. And uh, so, you know, it's always easier to keep a customer than to find a new one and, and maybe and as well as less expensive too. Yeah, yeah. So this, it's interesting, you, you said you were hired uh, during the last recession. Yeah. And, and it appears that we're going to be moving into a recession. Uh, and clearly, this is not going to be any normal recession. It's post Corona. Uh, what, what kind of changes are you expecting? Or, or do you see already in the commercial real estate market? Yeah, that it's, you know, I don't, I, yeah, I can, I can um, speculate um, as much in terms of what, what matters now to people, I think is safety, right? You know, um, and, you know, is there, is there a place where they're going to work? Is it sanitized? Is it, you know, am I opening myself up to uh, more exposure in, uh, in, in, uh, in an office setting? And so I think that's going to weigh on, uh, weigh on people. Um, and, uh, you know, we're positioned to, to take advantage of that for, for sure, because all of our offices are you know, private entrances and private bathrooms, private kitchen. That's you're not sharing any common area space. So you're only sharing it with the people that you know and work with, which is pretty cool. Um, but that's just, you know, that's that's a speculation from the safety side or the human side of of uh, getting back to uh, getting back to work and trying to reduce those, those, that anxiety that people may have of being fearful of returning back to work. Mm. Um, in terms, uh, in terms of the, how the entrepreneurial spirit will take over, uh, in terms of how they deliver office space, uh, that, that, uh, is still to be written. I think mm. as companies adjust, you know, do they need much, you know, there's people, obviously many people working from home now, 
Um, how does that change, uh, you know, what people need in terms of their offices? I think at some point people need to be, you know, uh, we're social uh, human beings and need to be around others. And But does that mean they, they need less office space and uh, smaller satellite compared to large office space compared to pre-COVID-19? You know, COVID I, I don't know. Things, you know, that that still has to be written, I think. And a lot has to do with, I think, how how long does it take to return to some normal, you know, you know, uh, is our vaccines, uh, uh, you know, going to solve this or are there future mutations of this uh, virus that affects it? And, you know, the anxiety and the uncertainty lasts for, you know, for months and years. Yeah. So, so you, you were, you were about to move into a a new, uh, a new city. Yeah. And obviously this, uh, this is, uh, if not uh, slowed it down, perhaps stopped it. Yeah. Any idea, like how long, how long are you going to go to understand what the new normal is before you would even make a decision to, to grow again? To start growing again? Yeah. I think a lot comes down to just the data, right? And at the end of the day, um, what are we doing? You know, how is our vacancy or occupancy uh, on the positive side? Um, how's our customer base? How's prospects? You know, uh, you know, we have all this information of uh, we'll be able to look at post COVID-19, pre-COVID-19, how does that look? Uh, how's the comparison and, you know, models to predict future activity? So it's all going to be driven by the data, you know, as, as uh, not only our internal data, but what's the economic data that we're seeing uh, out there. And we'll let that dictate to when, when would we uh, start up again, you know. Um, and the, what we shared with our employees, we just don't know. But we're going to let the, inform, you know, the, the information uh, drive that. We'll try to influence that, you know, that data as much as we can uh, on our side, uh, but we'll certainly pay attention to the economic data and what's happening in not only the world, but obviously the, the U.S., the U.S. economy. We're glad to be in uh, places like Texas, too, because uh, it was growing so fast. So maybe, and, and they haven't been in, as impacted by the, by the virus uh, compared to like New York, which, you know, New York State. Um, so they may, may rebound faster too. And that gives us hope. Um, uh, but we're going to have to, we have to sit and assess and, and use information to draw hypothesis and challenge those hypotheses to come up with, uh, you know, uh, decisions that we think will, uh, you know, benefit us you know, going forward. Very good. Very good. Now we're obviously we're all quarantined, uh, yeah. in our homes. Who are you, uh, who are you with? Who are you spending your time with? Uh, in quarantine? Yes. Well, just, yeah, I'm work, I've been working uh, out of the home. Uh, when it first happened, I was pretty much like four out of five days, and I've been slowly moving back uh, to the office, but we're still, most of our team, uh, our, our, our corporate team is still working from home, so my interactions are just with a few in, a, in, a, in, a, in our office. But uh, from home, it's, you know, my wife, same thing. She, she is at home. Uh, working every day and you know we're bumping off <laughs> into each other with printers and stuff like that uh, in, the, in the office and then of course my two my two kids that are uh, in college but uh, same thing just being mindful of keeping you know mom and dad healthy and not exposing themselves uh, you know any ways that uh, increases our risk so uh, they've been pretty good of uh, staying quarantined as well. Not every, easy for you know, and, young, no, young adults to do that. No doubt. Of time. And everybody's staying sane? Everyone's staying <laughs> Getting along? 
Yeah, try. Yeah, we have a couple of blowouts now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I think we yeah. all have. Um, with your uh, spare time, uh, what are you doing? What are you watching? Oh, geez, I have no spare time. It seems like I my my day doesn't end. It starts uh, it starts at seven thirty and it stops for dinner and goes back to work. And, and then when I do try to unwind, I'll watch some Netflix. Uh, <laughs> some I've been jumping on. Uh, I've been watching uh, first. My series was Narcos, yeah. which was That's I think good. that was produced a couple of years ago. But I caught through all those series. And I've been watching Ozark nice. uh, on uh, Netflix, and uh, so that. That's my downtime of just jumping, watching an episode. I'm on the treadmill or stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good time to do it. At the, yeah. both both good shows too. Yeah, yeah, I know. Those are all recommendations from others. And I'm like, hey, those those are good recommendations. Dave, if if people want to learn more about North Forest Office Space, where yeah. do they go? Enforce.com. Uh, 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 they'll be able to right to our website and they'll see what's available. Uh, they can basically take a look at floor plans, get an idea what the price is, all at their fingertips. And we're working close now in this post-pandemic world of contactless like type leasing where they can do virtual tours, you know, sign a lease, all those things without really having to interact, but get all the information that they need um, and do it at, uh, at their own pace and their own, uh, you know, their own convenience. Fantastic. Dave Merrill, president of North Forest Office Space. Dave, thanks again for coming in and uh, hope you and your family stay safe. Thanks, Tony. You too, my friend. All right, man. Take care. All right, you too.